1: Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and The Spectator.
0: Especially
1: Grace.
2: Grace, stand up.
1: Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Grace Curley Show. Thank you all so much for joining us today and hopefully for this entire week. Very exciting week in politics ahead of us and uh, we are going to take you through it obviously tomorrow big day for New Hampshire and we love all our New Hampshire listeners and we're going to talk a lot about what we are predicting what we're going to see we have so many stories to get to but I think it's only right that uh, today New Hampshire takes the center stage what makes this even more fun to watch than usual is the fact that this primary is sanctioned by Republicans, but not by Democrats. And that's creating a very unique set of circumstances for President Joe Biden, which we will discuss throughout the course of the show, what this means for the president's write-in campaign, how that's going to work, and if Democrats are going to come to regret the way they've handled the Granite State thus far but the big news as far as us republicans go is obviously the fact that Ron DeSantis the governor of Florida announced yesterday that he is dropping out of the race he is suspending his campaign i thought he would make it past new hampshire um and i thought maybe he'd duck out before south carolina which i believe is february 24th uh but I'll be honest, by Sunday, I was not surprised. I was watching a lot of these shows all weekend long. Typically, you all know, I I unplug on the weekends. But because I knew we'd be covering this a lot, because it's very important to not just the nation, but to so many of my listeners, I wanted to uh, just hear what everybody was saying. And so I I happened to catch a little bit of DeSantis over the weekend. And there was a few things that immediately I thought, ooh, he doesn't have a lot of time left. One, the big one was he went home for a night so he could sleep in his own bed. Never a good sign. That immediately to me was like, ooh, he does not want to be there. And then also he canceled some events, which again, red flag. But the biggest thing was I I saw a few interviews with him and he just didn't seem like his heart was in it. He seemed like he had one foot out the door. Um, He knew that his time was coming to an end there. So he announced he did not see a path to victory and that means we are now in a two-person race as far as the GOP nomination goes. It is Donald J. Trump versus Nikki Haley. Now, Donald Trump, in most polls, and these polls you, you can go with like CNN or you can go with Boston Globe, you can go whatever poll you'd like to choose, can pick your poison. In a lot of these polls, though, he is ahead of Nikki Haley by double digits. So I don't think the DeSantis voters, and there wasn't a lot in New Hampshire. I think DeSantis was polling at like 6% in New Hampshire. Um, He he did a lot more ground game in Iowa, and Nikki Haley's been really focusing on New Hampshire. So I don't think those DeSantis voters are going to make a difference as far as Trump landing a victory here. Uh, I don't see any scenario in which Donald Trump doesn't walk away with this, but they could determine if he crosses the fifty percent threshold, and I think they will. Now, this is what I'm throwing out to the audience. This has to do with our poll question. It's who are these voters and who are they going to next? So if if DeSantis has a six percent, right, and you have that chunk of voters, and they find out yesterday, they turn on their TV and they go, Oh, my guy's gone. He's not gonna do this. Who do they turn to? I would argue, now Nikki Haley, I've, I've heard her argument over the weekend. Her argument is all of these people who were going for DeSantis, they want someone new. They want They want someone new. They do not want to have a repeat of 2020. I would argue that DeSantis voters, if given the option between Nikki Haley and Donald Trump, will go Donald Trump. And this is just anecdotal. And if you feel differently, you can always call in and you can debate or you can you know toss in your two cents. But... The people I've spoken to who like DeSantis, and I would consider myself in that group, they don't like DeSantis. They like DeSantis. The the thing I heard a lot was he's Trump without the baggage or he's Trump without the personality. And so what I mean by that is they like the MAGA agenda, if that's what you want to call it. They like Trump's policies. They just thought, and this is how I felt, that DeSantis might have an easier way of winning some people over, who are more in the middle. He might have an easier way with independence. That does not mean that because you want Trump without the Trump, that you'd want a neocon or like a globalist like Nikki Haley. I, I think that's a harder sell here. So I, I think that people who are now looking at the option of, all right, do I want to try Trump again or do I want to go with Nikki Haley? I do think they'll go Trump. I don't think he's going to lose a lot of support here. Now, the the other part of this that I find interesting is Nikki Haley keeps going around and bragging about how she's expanding the tent. And this is something you have to do. Like, we have to bring in independence at some point. We have to appeal to those people. But it seems pretty obvious to me, and I'm curious if any of our New Hampshire listeners can uh weigh in on this it seems pretty obvious to me that the people who are going for nikki haley like the independents and the democrats that she keeps bragging about they're not going to be with her in november if she were the nominee they're with her right now despite trump you know it's their own version of operation chaos but i don't think they're in it for the long haul i think they just want to see trump as adam kinzinger said orange man but they want to see Orange Man be, have a red face that he'll be so embarrassed if he loses, which again, that's not going to happen. 844 But I want to hear from the listeners. I want to know what you think. Um, and especially if you're from New Hampshire, we'll be really focusing on those calls today. The number is 844 And something else that I want to discuss. It's a local story, but I think everyone can enjoy this. Oftentimes I'll say to Jared, Let's start a business. You know, I, I hear of all these scams people are running. Everyone's, everyone's making money. Everybody's, you know, hiring their siblings or, you know, in the case of Fanny Fanny Willis. I'm still sticking with Fanny. She's hiring her paramour. Everybody's got their hands in something, you know. And I'll say to Jared sometimes, hey, let's start a think tank. Let's start a law firm. Let's start some sort of green grift. There's so much money out there to be made, and we're just sitting here like two dopes. Well, I've got a new one. This is the DOT's Office of Possibility. That's right. The Massachusetts Department of Transportation. I didn't know about this. They, I didn't know they had an Office of Possibilities. I guess it was established a year ago. So I, I called Howie about this today, and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard about this. Why is it in the news now? And I possibly. said, possibly. Well, I said it's in the news now because they're changing it from the Office of Possibility to the lab, which doesn't elicit more confidence from me, but I'll let you all decide. So I just want to read you a little bit of this, okay? And anyone who's familiar with transportation in Massachusetts, this might be something that you have an opinion on. It says, Just think of the possibilities. That was the mission of the Massachusetts Department of Transportation's so-called Office of Possibilities. And now it's a two-person operation, okay? It's a two-person operation. It's been rebranded. Possibilities. It's been rebranded into the lab at MassDOT. Now, the two employees at the lab... Make a combined three hundred and ten thousand dollars a year, and they are tasked with serving as a test ground for promising ideas. The agency One said
3: possibilities.
0: Three hundred and ten thousand dollars a year. Think of the possibilities. You know, it'd be a crazy thing to envision because they said that they're they're tasked with exploring new ideas. You know, using their imagination to come up with experiments a lab is where experiments occur and ideas are explored what about the idea of people actually getting to work on time people taking transportation and and depending on it and then getting on it and then getting somewhere on time that to me you know you know what that is impossible i don't think that's going to be part of this lab of experiments one effort saw the lab reach out to transportation officials and experts in new york because that's where we're going to jared three hundred and ten thousand dollars of possibilities here in massachusetts everything's going so well with our transportation that we go you know where we should look to we should look to new york they seem to really have their bleep together that's who we should go to. And you know what they're looking at in New York? They're looking at technology that automatically reduces the speed of a vehicle in an effort to keep people from speeding. Because that's, that's where the money should be spent.
2: Worthwhile endeavors of priority.
0: And it says both former city of Boston workers, the office's two employees make $166,000 and $144,000 a year. Nine employees at MassDOT were paid a total of more than $200,000, according to payroll records. Now, the top paid employee, the senior supervising engineer, earned a total of $234,000 in 2023, including $80,000 and some change. There's some change in all of these $80,000 in overtime pay. Those ideas, you know, sometimes the ideas just keep coming and you got to go past closing time.
2: So do we know who these employees at the Possibilities Lab
0: are? Yes, we do. To whom they're related, I should say. <laughs> oh, who their cousins are or who their husbands are or who their brothers are. Yeah, we have their names. But you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, Jared, because John Kerry was also featured in the Boston Herald for um, some of the workers or the the staff at the climate envoy. I don't even know what his fiefdoms called like his, his, uh, I, I don't know what the, do they call it the, it says yet for someone who should understand the law, he sure ran for it. As we wrote last month, Kerry doles out six figure salaries to all, but one loan policy analyst in his office. So his office is paying a whole lot of money to these people. Um, And in fact, how much is it costing you for Kerry's office? Which, again, just like the Office of Possibility, I'm sure this is the office of everything and anything under the sun. I'm sure they're accomplishing so much when it comes to John Kerry. It says, as we wrote last month, Kerry doles out six-figure salaries. Six-figure salaries. So how much is that costing you? $4.3 million in pay per year. But, because Jared was just asking... In this case, Kerry did not reveal the names of anyone on his staff and redacted the titles of his eight top aides. Redacted the titles. And you know what that says to me? That's a direct hit at Howie Carr. That's like I'm not giving Howie Carr a column. I'm not giving him the titles. Because if you give Howie the titles and it's like Chancellor of Green Energy Polar Climate, you know he's going to write that up. So Kerry just didn't want to have it, didn't want to have it in there. We'll keep talking about this. We have so much to get to, but again, throwing it out to the New Hampshire listeners, to the New Hampshire callers, to the New Hampshire voters, weigh in. Let us know what you're seeing in the Granite State. It's 844 500 And what do you think is going to happen with these DeSantis voters? Are they going to go to Nikki Haley? That's what a lot of the media is pushing. I don't see that happening. I see those people... Maybe not being thrilled about it, but going for Trump. Tell me what you think. We entertained a lot over the holiday season. And when friends and family came over to the house and they spotted our Eden Pure Thunderstorm in the kitchen, so many said, Oh, so you really use it? And I would say, Yes, we really use it because it really works. And it's not just in the kitchen that you can use the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. This is such a great device. And this is why you want to get the three pack special. You can use one in your basement to clear out musty odors and smells. You can use one in your front hall if you've got, you know, some some boots or some just some stuff in your mudroom that kind of tracks in a smell with it and you can also use one in your car which is great it comes with a little cord for your car so we get questions about all the time about why we love the thunderstorm and there's too many reasons to count but one of the reasons i love it is because it doesn't take up any space i like things off the floor and out of sight and with the thunderstorm it's working uh it's it's very effective but it's not something you got to walk around and kind of watch out for as you go about your day. It's silent and it gets things done. Another reason to love this device is that right now with the three-pack special, you can use one in your kitchen, in your office, or even in your car. So go to eatandpuredeals.com. Don't forget to use code GRACE3. Again, that's eatandpuredeals.com, code GRACE3. Three, So it's Grace and the number three when you go to com. All right, so we have a lot to discuss when we come back. We're talking New Hampshire primaries tomorrow. Call in, weigh in. This is Grace Curley Show.
1: Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore Curly. This is The Grace Curly Show. Impossible for a plain yellow pumpkin to become a golden carriage. Impossible for a plain country pumpkin and a prince to join in marriage.
0: Three hundred and ten thousand dollars for the office of possibility. When I think Massachusetts Department of Transportation, I don't think possibilities, to be perfectly frank. I think impossible. I think, how am I not going to get somewhere that I need to go? And by the way, the former Mass Dems chair Gus Bickford He recently took a job at the MassDOT for $163,000. How he said they made up a job for him. And it says total overtime pay at MassDOT reached over $38 million. Now, call me crazy, but if I'm in charge of the MassDOT and... Nothing is ever going well. I mean, that's fair to say, right? I don't take the transportation often, but I would, from talking to people, I know that it's not, it doesn't tend to run smoothly. One thing I would say is no more overtime. Like if this is the result of overtime, then we can all clock in and clock out and get done what you can and beyond that, go home because the overtime isn't helping anyone obviously all right 844-500-4242. we have people on the lines who want to talk to Santos, who want to talk donald trump and this new hampshire primary that is tomorrow we're very excited about it let's go to bill you're up first on the grace curly show go ahead bill
3: well thanks grace how you doing and by the way congratulations on being a mother thank you sir it's a wonderful thing um so I, uh, I've i been in retail and delivering pizza since I got thrown out for age out of my career, which was in sales. And so I speak right now to about 25, 30 people a day. Uh, yesterday was the cream of the crop. It was a principal of a school who told me that uh, he was for Trump all the way and had been all the time. And that's generally what happens around Manchester. I hear that Concord's a bit different, but... Um, it It's very strong here. Nikki is, you know, you're right. She's a globalist. She's a neocon. She's exactly the people who will lose. I do not want her.
0: <laughs> and you know what, Bill, when I when I think about it, because, you know, I'll let the, the campaign surrogates fight over whether or not the the accusations Nikki Haley gets thrown at her are valid, but it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, I hate that expression at the end of the day, but here I am, um, at the end of the day, if, if people don't trust you, that's a really hard thing to undo. Like, you can spend as much... We know she's spending tons of money. Um, you can send out as many mailers as possible. I don't know, Bill, if, if you have a number here, but some people are telling me they're getting 19 mailers a day. And if people don't trust you, none of that's going to make a difference.
3: I, I get probably four to five um, uh, between the anti-Nikki and Nikki. Um, but I get lots of texts and phone calls. It's disgusting. I don't know.
0: But, but, but Bill, did did you sign up for them? Did you sign up for the texts?
3: No. No, they just come. And the other thing is, um, if you're on YouTube, between uh, that moron who is in the Democrats with the big nose, I can't remember his name, um, and Nikki, you're getting a God-blasted ad every time you, you do anything. I mean, it's unbelievable. And you know, at YouTube, sometimes they, they um, position ads while you're watching something. And those are always Nikki. And it just it, it makes you want to shut down.
0: <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of Nikki Haley ads during Jeopardy! I'm not going to say who I, I think he was referring to because I actually don't know. And yeah. I got two texts. I don't want to shame weekend. anybody for their. Two texts from who?
2: From Nikki Haley this weekend. I got two texts. But
0: how? Did you sign up for something? You I'm must have along sure the way. Somebody
2: sold my number for something.
0: How have I avoided the Nikki Haley text? Like, how am I getting? Should I play the lottery? How am I getting this lucky in life? We'll be right back.
1: Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. So Trump said at his rally that he was talking to some outlets and he said that he has someone in mind for VP. And I was kind of hoping, because I don't actually think he knows yet who he's going to choose. I don't even think he has someone. He, he probably has multiple people in mind, but I don't think he's zeroed down to one person yet. And I was hoping when I saw him uh, talking to, I think it was Brett Baer, that maybe there'd be a situation, Jared, like when a couple knows um what what gender or like what if their baby's gonna be a boy or a girl and they accidentally let it slip and they go well when he arrives and you go oh, it's a boy i was hoping that he was gonna say you know because he was talking about this vp pick who he has in mind and he said you know it's a good person it's a person i think people will be very happy with and he was not using he or she so he he knew enough to do that which bugged me but I was really thinking over the weekend I don't think he's there yet I don't think he has to be there yet I think he can take his time with who he decides um and in the meantime every time he brings it up it's going to be a Chiron on all these stations for a while let's go to Brett you're up next on the Grace Curley show go ahead Brett
3: hey Grace. how you doing great show thank you
0: Uh,
4: sir Uh I went to a uh, Trump rally last night. It was my first one. It was wonderful.
0: Oh, awesome. Uh, give, us some, ed- give us some scoop. Was it crowded, Brett?
4: Oh, man. I'm telling you, the line went like five blocks. Uh, luckily, we got there way early, and I think we were probably the last one. in. my wife and I just about froze, but it was worth it. Um, very energetic.
3: I mean, Trump was on his game, like always. And, uh, but something surprised me when I was there. Uh, Carrie Lake came
4: up into the audience, and she was, you know, taking pictures, and they started chanting VP, and I was like, wow, that would be a good one. I'm just kind of wondering what you might think on that.
0: I'm not crazy about the Carrie Lake option, just because she, and I know Trump's an outsider, but she's never held office before. She lost her race, which... I and again, I don't think everything was on the level there either. If you looked at Carrie Lake's race, there was a lot of things that deserve a double take. But I would prefer someone who's a little bit more established. That doesn't mean establishment, but someone who's a little bit more established. I will say this, Brett, anytime Trump brings anybody up on stage or there's anyone around him, there's a good chance they're going to get the VP chant because Vivek Ramaswamy also had the VP chant uh, going for him last week. And I read a poll today in the Daily Mail that a lot of people want Vivek to be the guy. So I'm not sure yet who I would like, how he's been floating around Byron Donalds, the congressman from Florida, who's been great on this Hunter Biden investigation. I would like that. Um, And oh, and you know who else I I would really like is Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Governor uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She's very smart. She's not super flashy, which I appreciate. Like she doesn't do a lot, I don't think, for the cameras, but she gets things done and she's tough because she was at one point Trump's press secretary and she got put through the ringer. That was when that was when flashback here reporters used to ask questions. That was when reporters like Jim Acosta would say, what do you say to people who think that you're separating parents from their children and that you're responsible for every person who's ever died since the beginning of time? Those are the kind of questions that Sarah Huckabee Sanders had to deal with when she was press secretary. So I think she has the constitution for it. I think she's tough as nails. And um, I would actually love to see Sarah Huckabee Sanders be the pick or Byron Donalds. I think those are both. Or Elise Stefanik. I saw Caroline Levitt friend of the show, has done a lot of fill-in work for us, and she's now Trump's national press secretary. She was obviously, she's a Granite Stater, she was in New Hampshire over the weekend, and she was posting a lot of videos of Elise Stefanik talking to the crowds. She's another one. I'm sure at some point when Elise was speaking with the Trump voters, she was getting the VP chant as well. Um, and she's a really strong, conservative woman. And I think over the last couple of months, she's made not that it's only been the last couple of months, but with the Harvard congressional hearings um, or the, the Ivy League congressional hearings and some of that press surrounding that, she's made a pretty good name for herself. Uh, Lee, you're up next on The Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Lee.
4: Hi, Grace. I wanted to let you know that I was downtown and I've been downtown in Manchester for the last four, and this was my fifth primary the day before, and there was very little interest in... Very few people there. And I actually got parking really close, and I counted two generators. There's usually half a dozen. And I know Fox went out to Bedford and stuff, but I'm thinking, you know, Brandon didn't show up, and there's just no interest here. And um, that's the feeling I get. And uh, looking at 20-point Trump victory, 20 points, according to everybody I talk to.
0: Yeah, so I definitely think it's going to be double digits for Trump. And I, I heard uh, Kaylee McEnany over the weekend analyzing some of the polls. And one thing she said that really stuck out to me is she said, you know, if Trump if Trump is able to cross that 50 percent threshold and then he's able to roll into South Carolina, where I think right now he's pulling like 60 percent. She said he's essentially running as an incumbent. And we haven't really seen this type of support. For a Republican this early on since 1976. Um, But that's interesting. You say that, Lee, that you're 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 not seeing the enthusiasm only because from what I've been reading, they're saying it could be record turnout for this primary. So are you are you talking more about just the Democrat side? Because obviously it wasn't sanctioned by Democrats. So they're they're kind of in a weird situation. Or you think even Republicans, there's not a lot of enthusiasm.
4: Oh, there's tons of enthusiasm for Republicans. Everybody in this state that I know, and I know thousands of people, to be honest with you, uh, are all in favor, all in for Trump and for the obvious reasons of economics and everything. But when I say lack of enthusiasm, there's no movie stars. There's no of uh, the normal glam glam downtown at the big hotel. It's j- It was just basically, for lack of a better word, vacant. I mean, I know the camera crews and everybody are out filming the you know, who's running and everything, but uh, no Brandon, no movie stars. Thank you very much, Brandon. No, no plush, everything else, and limos and the big buses—they just are not here this time. Now I'm afraid that Woo's buses are going to show up, and I promise you right now that I will stay at my pole all day long tomorrow and take pictures of every and any bus that shows
0: up hopefully they're not segregated buses if Woo's involved we know that she's she's not a fan of mixing all races together uh thank you lee for the call and thank you for the insight in new hampshire it's very interesting to me and and i i do think that the biden angle to this is the part of the story that i really love because yes Yes, is there something to be said for the fact that Nikki Haley is going to get a lot of Democrats who are undeclared, who want to spite Donald Trump, and they want to vote for Nikki Haley in this primary? I do think that that kind of Operation Chaos element exists, but I don't think, like that last caller Lee said, I don't think that's enough to actually change Trump's victory. I think it's going to be pretty, um, pretty... Huge for Donald Trump, if, I, if we're being totally honest, I, I think it's going to be double digits probably for him. But what I do find entertaining is this idea that Joe Biden doesn't. He's not on the ballot. They want people to write his name in. Now that they're standing outside, I saw this woman over the weekend being interviewed and she said, you know, we want to show people that we want to vote for Joe Biden and we're here and we have enthusiasm to vote for Joe. And even the way she was saying it, I was like, oh, God, I could fall asleep listening to this. But I just think that they mishandled this primary and it's not sanctioned by Democrats because they want their first primary to be in South Carolina. And if Joe Biden doesn't win, if he loses to Dean Phillips, Then that's embarrassing for him. I don't care what the Democrats say. I know their plan. I've read that their plan is to say nothing if he loses. Um, But that's embarrassing for them. You know who I did see over the weekend, though? And again, I've been just. My husband last night said, you've got to turn on something else. No more primary stuff for a little while. Let's watch something else. So I watched the the football. Was it the Chiefs versus the I'm going to try my best here, Jared. The Chiefs versus the Bills. Yes. And I watched a little bit of that and uh, I broke it up. But as I was watching some of the coverage, I did see, and it was it was a little bright spot in all the coverage. Marianne Williamson. I forgot about her.
2: The light is all.
0: They were asking her. And this is my favorite. They asked her what she thought. I think I think the question was something about Joe Biden and. Not showing up, or you know, Joe Biden not caring enough to be there. And she said something like, I think it's a disgrace. I think it's a disgrace. I think it's terrible. I love her accent. I don't know what it is. It's like transatlantic or something. But every time I hear it, I just want more of it. Your entire head is now filled with light. Amen, sister. Steve, you're up next on The Grace Curly Show. Go ahead, Steve.
3: Hi, Grace. I'm in southern New Hampshire and uh, just went to my local grocery store. have my Trump 2024 Take America Back hat on. All kinds of compliments. Nobody is going the other way as far as my hat goes. So that's a good poll right there. But um, in the beginning, I thought that Donald Trump may have been a little toxic. And uh, I was kind of leaning with uh, DeSantis, but probably a month into it, I decided that Trump is the only way to go with this, and I'm so disgusted with Chris Sununu and Haley at this point. Uh, I changed the channel now. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, and, and there's a lot of coverage of Chris Sununu and Nikki Haley, and, you know, they're going around. I saw that uh, Fox had a, I think it was Steve Ducey who was going around uh, to a hockey game with them, or he spent the whole day with them. And they're making that push hard. You know, they're they're trying to... They're trying to have her gain some momentum here. Um, I just don't know if it's going to actually happen. I don't think it is. And especially because when they get to South Carolina, which, again, is towards the end of February, that's the state she used to be the governor of. And there's a lot of political leaders in South Carolina who have thrown their support behind Donald Trump. And that's a hard thing to bounce back from. I mean, yeah, Tim Governor, Scott being senators, one of them. Yeah, yeah. It, It's a tough look. Um, Tim Scott, by the way, who got engaged over the weekend. Congrats to Senator Scott. 844 500 It's funny that last caller said, you know, he was a DeSantis guy and then he changed to Trump. And I, I should have asked him. He dropped off the line there. But I, I think a huge part of this is the fact that the Democrats tried to get Trump too hard you know they they went to they got too close to the sun with the get trump thing and they started throwing all of these indictments at him and the the mar-a-lago raid and from every poll from every you know if you look at the timeline of his support where it kind of dipped and then where it started to increase all of it really does have to do with these attacks on donald trump And what people see as a weaponization of our Justice Department. And what we've learned here is people don't like that. And there are people like that last caller who might have been open to other candidates. But then as they started to see Donald Trump being what what they see being made into a martyr, they go, well, hold on. This is my guy. I want to defend him. I feel even more compelled to support him now. And I think that plus, and we can talk about this a little bit, there's really no point in beating a dead horse, but I think DeSantis did a lot of things wrong. Remember in the beginning, Jared, we kept talking about, should he get in early or should he wait? And I didn't know. I haven't watched a lot of these things play out. So I thought, well, I guess if you wait, everyone kind of slings mud at each other, and then you kind of come off unscathed. And then by the time you get in, you skip some of that beginning part where it's messy. That was wrong. That was I in hindsight, if I'm gonna Monday morning quarterback it, he waited way too long to get in. Like there was a point where he had some momentum where people were excited about him and he just waited he waited way too long. And then the other thing I think he did was obviously that rollout was a disaster. The Twitter now it's known as X, that rollout was not what you wanted. And he's actually admitted, I guess he was on Hugh Hewitt's show a couple weeks ago, and everyone knows we love Hugh Hewitt. He had said to Hugh that he wished he had done more media, like all media. He shouldn't have shut out CNN and MSNBC and all those places. So there was a few things that he could have done differently. But there was a piece in The Federalist today that was debating, even if he did all of that, like even if he did everything right, would it have made a difference? Or is it just that people want the second act? People want the comeback kid and they want Donald Trump. I'm leaning towards that.
2: Yeah, if I was uh, teaching political science, I would use the DeSantis campaign as pretty much an example of how not to do everything because from the way his surrogates were on the campaign and his staffers were attacking Trump supporters, and I know Trump said some nasty stuff too, but just the the way the DeSantis campaign handled everything really did more damage. Plus it was just, it always had a lukewarm feel. I didn't think that it.
0: I didn't think that the attacks were that bad. I mean, you have to kind of go for it at that no, point. No, I mean, I And Trump was going just, at him pretty hard.
2: Yeah, but it's just the the way it was handled. the The whole thing was just it was just one big fumble, and I mean that's how you lose a lot of political momentum. Now, I do, I will say, I think by dropping out and endorsing Trump, I think he may have reclaim some of the uh goodwill capital that he lost oh yeah for 28 like I think a lot of people now are like okay you know what we still like DeSantis he tried didn't work he knew when to come out of this good you know what I can I can I can see myself getting behind him in in 28.
0: But that also, that was up for grabs. Like That goodwill was ready to be taken back because every person who would call in here and and say it's not DeSantis's time, it's Trump's time, they would always throw in like a, you know, I like DeSantis too. I don't have a problem with him. I like him. I think he's a good governor. And those people didn't want to hate DeSantis. I think they kind of had to because of politics. And now they're happy to say, he's back on our team and maybe in four years or whatever, whatever. Um, We'll talk more about this when we come back. We'll take your theories on it and your calls. How he got the flu shot, and he came down with the flu. The mailroom manager came down with RSV. Staff and clients have gotten COVID. It's just that time of year where everything kind of starts hitting you. Winter has just begun, and the best thing you can be is ready. Ready for the viruses. Ready for whatever is coming your way and i'll tell you how to be prepared you need the emergency med kit from the wellness company this is so cool i didn't even know this was possible that you could get all of these awesome things basically having a doctor In your medicine cabinet. The emergency med kit has eight potentially life saving medications. It can help fight COVID, bronchitis, pneumonia, nausea, and so much more. And you might be thinking, like, okay, give me specifics here. Well, you're going to recognize all these. It has things like amoxicillin, ivermectin, ZPAC, things that you know you'll need. And if you have them available right when you need them, it can really cut down on your sick time, which is great. It comes with a 22 page guidebook with instructions on safe use for every medication in the kit. So how do you get your hands on this? Well, order today at TWC.Health slash Curly and use code Curly10 for 10% off. That's TWC.Health slash Curly and use Curly10 for for 10% off don't get caught not being able to see your doctor to obtain the medications you need to nip a bad virus in the bud that's what it's all about so go to twc.health curly and use code curly10 we'll be right back
1: you're listening to the grace curly show This is The Grace Curley Show.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to The Grace Curley Show. There are a lot of stories out there. It's not just the New Hampshire primary, but we are focusing on that today. And we'll take your calls. We're going to have John Daniel Davidson on in the one o'clock, which I'm excited to talk about Nikki Haley and whether or not uh, we have anything to worry about as far as this primary goes. But first, today's poll question is brought to you by Colette Tours and the November 16th listener Getaway to Iceland with Caroline Levitt. For more information, go to GraceCurlyShow.com and click on the listener getaway banner. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far?
2: Today's poll question, which you can vote in at GraceCurleyShow.com, is where do you think the New Hampshire DeSantis votes will go, Nikki Haley or Donald Trump? Donald Trump. 90% of the audience agrees with you, just 10% think Nikki Haley.
0: Okay, John Davidson is joining us when we come back to talk about his latest piece titled Haley Woos Her Real Constituents in New Hampshire, Democrats. We'll talk about that and we'll take your calls when we come back.